0: This is running free with JH. I, it is now Friday, um, January eighteenth. I am it's it's evening time and I'm getting ready for my bed and thinking about tomorrow's long run. I haven't decided if I'm going to do eleven or twelve miles. Um, it's def- it's my second long run uh, in this training cycle in my training that I started recently and getting the long runs in and I'm looking forward to it. Very looking forward to it. Um, the one thing I've been going back and forth the past couple of days. I even did a whole episode that I'm not even sure if I want to publish on a darkness, and I talked about my suicide and everything. But um, maybe I'll maybe I'll re-record it. Maybe I'll send it out. I don't know. But the one thing I want to talk about right now is forgiveness, and it's not the forgiveness that you're thinking about, because one thing I was told time and time again, but didn't either either I didn't believe it. Or didn't understand it or something else. But it came to me fully when someone actually explained it to me back in the summer. I, I go back to my rehab time. When's when's the time you're gonna forgive yourself? And I'm like, I didn't do nothing wrong. And that's how I've been feeling all these years. I feel it so hardly and so passionately that it's not my fault that these things happened to me it's true, it's not. And all the doctors and people I've talked to over the years about the stuff that's going on, they they all agree in some way or another, that yes, you are not at fault, which is probably why it was easy for me to play the victim card or play the victim or the blame game for so long. And I could still do it today. But when stuff happened to you 20 plus years ago, how does that stuff still matter? It's, I mean, yeah. Okay, so, 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 so something major happened to you yesterday. It's a big deal. Happened to you last year. Still a big deal. Five years, 10 years, 20 years go by. When does that have to pass? You need time to heal, definitely. You need time to grieve. You need time to be mad and lash out. Not at people, but, you know, just maybe punch a pillow, go scream. You need time to cry and all that other stuff. But one thing I was never told or never talked about or never even thought of is this whole idea of what are you doing to move on from it? And when are you going to allow yourself to let go of all the, all the anger, all the hate, all the sadness, and all the stuff you're doing to yourself because of what happened? Because the only thing that's happening right now is I'm staying in a prison of my own doing in my mind. I can go out right at the door right now, take a car ride and drive a half hour, walk into a bar, restaurant, a mall, um, anywhere and say hi to somebody and have a conversation with a random stranger. That's a choice I can make. I can also choose never to leave the house ever again and never have a life outside the house. I could choose to go quit my job. And basically these are all choices we have and all choices we can make. And so I was coming to the idea and I was thinking, isn't it really a choice to forgive yourself? Is it really a choice to let go? And what does that mean when you let go? For me, I was thinking, and I've had a lot of thought about this, that if I choose to let go, they won. And then I thought to myself, Who's winning here? The people that did stuff to me or the things that have happened to me, are they in turmoil in their own minds? Are they going through these emotional roller coasters and doing stuff to their life where they're destroying their lives, whether it be work, family, money, whatever it is. Are they doing that to themselves? Are they thinking about things that happened? You know that saying where you're driving your car down the road, you cut somebody off by accident, or you get too close, and you're like, oh, sorry, my bad, I wasn't paying attention. And they go off on you. They scream, they yell, they beep the horn, all that stuff. And most of the time, it's not about you. They were mad about something else, and you happened to be that one person at the, at, at the wrong time, and it sets them up over the hill. Now, take that same person and in that incident and go a year later. Are they even going to remember you? I always think of, I think it's that movie, Street Fighter. You know, the one with John Clump Van Damme, where, uh, Robert, I said, Robert, oh God, I'm thinking of, I don't know the name of the guy, but the guy, the bad guy in that movie, um, he was talking about how he, the, the girl he was, the girl he was um, being a bad guy over. Oh God, I'm, I'm going to totally destroy it. Basically, he was talking to, to this one person who, for them, it was the worst day in their life that he killed all these people and hurt all these uh all, all the stuff that happened to their village. and everything, Right. And he said, for him, it was a Tuesday. And so I take that idea and a concept and I'm bringing it out to this place right here in my mind in this talk that it's that same instance on that car. Do they even remember what happened to you? Is it more of a big deal to you than this, that person? I'm starting to think, and I'm starting to really lean towards, that I am the only one that is having the issue with things that happened. And let's I, I think about it. No one else really cares. Not that people are mean and inconsiderate, but people have their own lives, that people worry about, like you, you have your life. Do you really care that I had all this stuff happen to me? Do you really care that, um, yeah, that the beatings came out onto me, that the, the emotional, the physical abuse, and all that happened, you know? Does that really matter? The homelessness that happened to me, and all the other stuff I can go on and on about, right? It's like, yeah, you might in the moment be not heartless and be like, oh god, it's so sad, but as time goes on, you have to, you have to live your life. You have your own families, your own ideas, your own jobs. That they, they come priority. Remember, you live with yourself twenty four seven, just like I live with myself twenty four seven. No one else lives. With me. So going, coming back to this idea of forgiveness. And this prison that I call it, that I'm living in. It's not of my own doing fully, which I, had to, which I have to recognize. But it is something I am keeping myself under. That is all me. And why do I say that? Because the only way I can move forward and not let this affect me for another 20, 30, 40 years until the day I die, is to admit, yes, things happened. Yes, this was bad. Yes, they did this to me. Yes, my reaction was this to that thing, right? I'll give you a scenario. I'll give you a situation that might help. Uh, I'm I'm being so vague and I I apologize. (laughs) I was emotionally abused. Bad by some people. I'm talking about your worthless piece of, you know, you're worthless. You would never amount to anything. Every single day, beat down, day after day. I'm talking about years. I'm talking about hours where the emotional abuse was so traumatic from time I was a young age up to older. And I'm talking about just one person. I'm talking about multiple people. And some people, don't didn't, didn't even know what was going on, right? Yes. Now, the, my reaction to those situations determined the outcome of what I would do, right? So if your reaction, when someone puts you horribly down and your first reaction, you stand up for yourself, it might change the situation of what's going to happen going forward if they try to do it again. My reaction was a bad one. I closed up into a little ball and I didn't allow my feelings to come out. I chose the introvert. I chose isolation. Which is the worst thing you can do. Which I'm not sure if this causes depression, but it's part of it, I think, in a way. When that when that stuff was happening, and the, and the emotional abuse was happening, in multiple people, and the beatings were there, I'm talking about belts, chains. Bats, I mean, and not just one person. These these, these, these atrocities, as I, as I call them, to a young kid is not good. When you're being emotionally and physically abused daily, and no one does anything, for whatever reason, you only have yourself to move forward. And I have to, to and my actions and my ch- choices were probably the wrong ones. I have to let all that go though. And my brain is, is, my brain's going a little fast right now and I do apologize if I'm skipping and around and everything, but I'm thinking that one instance of one thing that's happened in my life. i will talk about the emotional, the emotional turmoil. Cause maybe some, people, some of you guys can understand that. Being, you, know, you do something right, and then it's awesome. You're like, yeah, I did great. You're proud of yourself, and that and you come and you come back to the house, or you go to a place where someone should be going. Good job. And they go Pfft, pathetic, or whatever choice words you want to use, and it just beat you down more and go more. It's it's it hurts. It hard. It's hard. definitely hard. And I got, I got very very jealous of people, movies, TV friends that I had that um, I got to see their families and I am so I was I, I kinda I still am envious of people out there that actually have families that give that give a crap about you. Um, when people say, I love my family, I love my sit like I have a great this. I'm like, ha, how does that work? I've not experienced this before. I don't I don't know what it's like to go day in and day out without worried about something happening or to not Do you actually have experience where you're actually happy. Never experienced it. And yes, part of it is my fault that I didn't speak up as much as I should. Granted, when I did speak up, um, the concerns and the... Basically, my my thoughts and my beliefs and my feelings on on the matter weren't... Let's say they, they weren't validated by... Basically, people telling me, you know, the person tells you, don't worry, you'll know better when you grow up. Don't worry. It's not what you think it is. And all that stuff didn't help. But the prison box that I find myself in, in my 20s and 30s, is of my own doing. They've been gone for so many years. No one's doing it to me anymore. Right? Right? which is probably some of the thing. thing if you're listening to this and you maybe relate to some of it or maybe you can kind of understand it and your point of view of what you're dealing with. For me, this situation I'm talking about is not there anymore. It's not. Those people are gone. It's been years. So I'm living now in a prison in my mind away from those people. So why is it still affecting this is where I come up with the idea. Well, it wasn't me fully, but the idea comes up where you have to let go. I keep asking over the year. I've asked, how do you let go? How do you just let go of it? And we go back to where this whole thing started. I think I have to let myself be forgiven to myself say, and say to myself, yes, this stuff happened. Yes, my reaction took me on a path that I don't want to be on anymore. I accept responsibility for my actions in this. I do. I accept it. Don't like it. What I will be doing going forward will be a different path. And this is what I'm doing going forward. When these situations come back up, I can write them down. Someone, someone puts me down. I stand my ground and go, no, you will not do this to me. I'll do it tactfully, obviously, because the person who's probably doing it to me doesn't know my history. They don't know my history. So why should I penalize them and berate them and do whatever for something that they didn't do? It's like you get in a relationship with somebody brand new and you're yelling at them saying, that's what my ex did. She, they're not your ex. They don't know what you've been through. You can't. So you can't do that to them. I don't think you can. That's one way of doing it. Another thing is to, to allow myself to grieve if that has to happen. If it's a day, two days, a week, a month, whatever it is, people grieve for long. But actually just... Be at peace with what happened, and set a course for a new path, and allow yourself to forgive yourself. Say, "I had the information I had, the time I had, and the choices I made were what I knew for the time being. But now I'm in a different place in my life, physically, emotionally, and definitely in a different year, month, and day from when everything when everything was going down. I can choose to stay in this same position, same action." With my mind where it is, or I can choose to get out of negativity, get out of, out of the psychological, whatever word they wanna use, doctors wanna use, get out of it and go the other direction. I can, I can stay, in, stay in the whole bad place, stay in the darkness, have the darkness stay there and fester my brain where I go off on every small little thing. Or I can recognize my role in what happened. And, yes, that's the, that is ve- definitely a hard part is to recognize – it's hard to say when something happens to you. Like if you get into – if someone shoots you, someone punches you, someone attacks you, and you did nothing really to provoke it, but it did too. It's hard to say my, what was my role in it because it's like I didn't have a role. But your role was definitely your reactions, your thoughts, and what you did during it and afterwards. Those are definitely all on you. When someone says something to you, you can choose not to say anything back. You can choose to walk away. You can choose to talk back. Same thing here. That's kind of what I'm thinking that I have to do. I need to do. That's what I've been doing the past few months, going through this new direction in my life. I have to accept where I was at, like I said before. Accept what happened. Accept my role in what's, what happened. And now accept responsibility that where I want to go from here, it's, it's me. It's me. I'm in charge of me. Where I want to go, it's up to me to choose and to go. And to let go by forgiving. Not, you have to forgive the people because I don't think I can ever forgive some of those people. Um, I can let it go so they, it doesn't bother me anymore, but I never want to see them. But I can let go to the point where, well, I'm saying I can, but because I still have sometimes issues with it, but I can let it go to the point where it's not going to control me daily. That's the big key that I'm thinking as I'm talking to you right now, the controlling of the prison by those people that I don't see anymore. I don't see them anymore. I don't hear from them and everything, right? You've removed yourself in the situation. At least I had moved myself into the situation. It's happened. But mentally, I'm still there. I have to give myself permission to be okay with what happened, not say it's right, not agree with what happened, but just say that's what happened, and now we're going this direction, and now be responsible for where we go, and I I think that sounds simplistic, and I think it sounds maybe too vague, I guess, but that's kind of how I'm understanding this forgiveness of myself. And I think time and time again, I know me, I want to blame the other people. I really do. It's their fault. I want to, but at the end of the day, see, everyone dies around you, everyone gone. You still go to the next place with those feelings. And someone's going to say something to you that's going to be on the same tone, same language as somebody else, but mean a completely different thing. It's not their fault what they're saying is going to trigger you you have to understand that they are different people. Just like me, I have to understand that. And I do. And I have to recognize, if they say something, I'll be like, oh, I understand this. Am I wrong? Then you have a conversation. I feel like I'm starting to reround over and over again. But, um, like I said, I'm looking forward to the long one tomorrow. It's definitely been a new year. Um, this whole podcasting thing is so different than I really thought it would be. Um, it's been lethargic, getting things out there. <laughs> um, part of me feels I should have been an elite runner 10 years ago when I went for my first marathon. I should have been there. And I kept myself in prison, didn't believe I was good enough. But if you're here, still so living here, why aren't you good enough, right? That's why I keep telling myself, why aren't you good enough? Why can't you be good enough? And the one thing I keep telling myself on all these runs I do every single morning, who else is getting up at 1, 2 in the morning to go work out? Other people are. But out of all people who want something out of life, right? If all these people out there, the are elites, they put their time and effort into it. If you want what they have, you want to be part of that community, you have to step up and do what they do. You don't have to do the exact same workout they do, whatever works for your body. You don't have to eat the same thing they eat. But if you want to be part of that community, be part of what, you're, what you want, what you – Relish, or relish. Uh, if I want to be part of that and get great, engage in that community, get out of where I'm at, I have to put the time effort. I have to see what I want and reverse engineer how to get there. That's kind of like how I'm doing this, I guess. I see the times I want to be, I got a backtrack, okay? So in December of, 2000, of 2019, I want to be at five miles at 2459, okay? How do I do that? Well... I got to backtrack. In six months, I got to be at a certain pace. Three months from now, a week, week, and then you got to start backtracking it. I ran my tempo run yesterday. Uh, I got, uh, basically, I averaged about a, if you look at my Instagram page, for yesterday's two, no, January 17, 2019 run, it was average of six, t- uh, 632 mile pace. Nowhere near a five-minute mile pace, right? We're not there yet. Is it possible during a year? I do believe it is. But I have, to, I have to plan it out. But I have to believe in myself. I have to forgive my past and everything I've done, all the starts and stops, everything I've done, and focus. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm actually, I'm seeing darkness fall right now <laughs> outside the window as I'm talking right now. And I'm just thinking that my life is going to change because I choose it I'm forgiving myself. And don't, don't get me wrong, tomorrow I might feel a different way. I might be like, oh, I'm back in the same path. So I don't think forgiveness happens once you say I forgive you and you move on the next day. Everything's, everything's all forgiven. I think it's a process where you say I forgive you. And then maybe a few days go by, maybe a week goes by. And then you go do a downturn of a day or something. You go, nope, let's get back. Again. Let's get back in the mirror, look at ourselves again and go, you know what? We tried this before. I still believe it's possible. We can do this. You and me we're looking at the mirror right now. Well, I'm looking at the mirror. You and me, we can do this 24 seven. We live each other. Where do we want to be? when We turn 60 and 70. Do you want to be shoulda, coulda, woulda's, or do we want to be doing, uh, they call it the rocking, I guess they call it the rocking chair test. Do you ever be sitting in the rocking chair at 75, 80 years old when your body's given out or when you can't do the things you want to do in your youth and wish you could have done something. Wish you wish you shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? I don't want to be there, and that's something that's been pulling at me the past couple of years. We've been losing all these celebrities over the years, and the reason I say celebrities is because I remember them from childhood. When Robin Williams died, I was like, not devastated, but because I didn't know the guy. I met him. I met him. I met him before, but it really—it's like, wow, he's gone, you know. And then you have some band people, you know. I was like, wow. I mean, chess Linkin Park was a big band for me growing up. It, it was because their first album came out. I think I was what. I think a sophomore, I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, and their first song in the end struck a chord to me, and I just, I still think about it, it's in the end, it doesn't really matter, it's all that matters is what you think, so forgiveness for me is where I need to be, I don't have to forgive what happened, I forgive those people, I have to give, forgive myself for my actions and say, it's okay, you did the best you could with knowledge you had, now let's take that knowledge and not let it happen again. That's kind of what I think. And, and anyone out there, you listening, just know, yes, it's probably not your fault what happened to you. Or maybe it is, some your, it is your fault of what happened to you. But it is 100% your fault of what you do going forward. That's something I had. A, I have a hard time accepting. I don't want to accept it. I'll be honest with you, I don't want to accept it. But it's true. If you look at my Instagram a year ago, May of 2018, I was running under 6.20s per mile. And now I lost it all because I chose to do, to do the wrong path. I stopped, I stopped the running, I the workouts, and do, do some sudden stuff, subs, substance and stuff. That was something I chose. Whether it be I chose it out of um, spite, chose it out of feelings, chose it out of whatever you want to call it, whatever it is. It was still a choice 100% that I made. No one put a gun to my head and told me I had to do the stuff i have done to be in rehab, to be where I'm at, to lose everything I had. To where September of 2018, a few months later, I'm running my first mile, can barely run, nine-minute mile pace. I'd start all over from scratch. That was all on me. No one else did it to me. That was all me. I understand it, and I'm going to own it. I'm going to own the responsibility of what happened from all the things that happened throughout my life, that the bad stuff, all the negativity I'm talking about, we're ta- right now we're talking about just about the beatings and the emotional abuse. We'll talk- and later, maybe one day I'll talk about the other stuff, but that's stuff I'm talking about right now. Cause that was a very big, big thing. Emotional abuse is, I think, worse than the, than the physical abuse. Cause it gets into your head. It seeps in and it takes you over. And I think that's where most of my um, feelings of worthlessness, th- th- don't care about life, and want it to end comes from a lot worse is the emotional abuse. That's where it comes from. I mean, when I was five years old and I jumped off a building to kill myself, what five-year-old does that? In the past few months, I've actually talked to people who actually were around my age that tried to commit suicide. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> and that's, that's the crazy part. I'm not the only one out there that has these negative feelings. that had these things happen to me, and you're not the only one that can get past it because other people have gotten past it. I can too. You can too. We got to own it and own our. We have to 100% own what we do going forward. It's all on us. It's all on me going forward. 100%. I hope that really makes sense. I thank you for taking time to listen and forgiving myself it's been one of the most hardest things because I didn't believe it was my fault. And hundred percent it's not, but it's a hundred percent my fault on what I do going forward. That's what I want to leave you with. Uh, as remember to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, running free with JH. You can always email me at running with JH at gmail.com. Have a great day. and I'll catch you on the next one.